Playing as a woman, I think I got the tiniest taste of real-world sexism. I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons on and off for 15 years now in multiple campaigns that got to level 20, but three years ago I did something new. I played a female character, where a five-person party, three men and two women in real life, in character it's three women and two men because of me. As the years have gone by, I've started to notice little things here and there in how the NPCs treat me. I'm trying to play this character as kind of the take charge type person, but the NPCs tend to to brush me off when I feel like they shouldn't. I'm a powerful sorcerer with a kind of dark reputation, so I would expect that they would show me some respect, but often they just don't. And it feels like certain other playable characters get just a little more recognition, a little more respect for reasons I can't quite put my finger on. I've brought it up to the dungeon master a couple of times and he's always had a reason, like, well, this NPC talked to you like that because of X reason, or when the bar Barbarian and that group did X, they really earn the king's respect because of Y reason. It's like each individual instance had a reason that could be valid, and no one instance is a big deal, but it's just that it kept happening. I've played with this dungeon master before and never felt like this before, so it was kind of baffling to me. Then, some more time went by and I started noticing that the NPCs, the non-playable characters, would talk to the other female characters like that too, and it was always the male characters who seemed to get the respect. And at first, I was like, nah, that's crazy. The DM is an old friend of mine and I know he's not sexist or anything, but once I noticed it, I kept noticing it and I didn't say anything because come on, how whiny would it be for a straight white dude to complain about low-grade fantasy sexism? Honestly, sometimes I'd notice a little thing and be sure it was sexism, but then next time I'd be sure I was imagining it. Like, a non-playable character might talk to one of the male characters before us, or he might give them more respect than us. I mentioned to one of the other guys who I've been friends with since high school that I felt my character was getting shortchanged sometimes, not mentioning sexism as the cause, and he kind of shrugged it off, so I let it drop. This Sunday, as everyone was leaving, I found myself alone in the parking lot with one of the real-life women of the group. Yet another non-playable character had low-level disrespected our characters in favor of one of the guys in this game, and it was on my mind. I said something like, is it just me, or does person A and person B, the guys, though I didn't say that, get a little bit more respect than we do? She just shrugged and said, it's a man's world. We talked a little more because I wasn't sure she was serious at first, but she was. And she didn't seem particularly upset or bent out of shape about it. As far as she was concerned, this is just how it goes. First, I felt immediately relieved. I'm not crazy. It wasn't all in my head. Like I said earlier, I didn't bring up sexism to her. She brought it up first. And it felt great to have my perceptions validated. But I've really been dwelling on it since. Like, she was so matter-of-fact about it, it bothers me that it must happen all the time to women and I just don't notice it. I mean, obviously, this is a really small sample size. The dungeon master whose NPCs act that way and the other guy players who don't notice it. And obviously, I don't really understand what a woman goes through. I don't pretend like like, my little thing here is on the same level of what real women experience every day. It's really her reaction that stuck with me. The sort of welcome to the club vibe that I got. Honestly, if this is the norm for women, I don't know how they deal with it. I find it low-grade infuriating, and I only have to deal with it every now and then when I'm in a fantasy world. Am I the jerk for bringing this up? It's interesting that a role-playing game of all things can make you see into the life of someone else that you would normally never get to see this side of 
of the experience. And I mean, it makes sense because you're role playing as that character. But I think what's probably more surprising to the OP is the fact that now that he sees this happening all around him, just because it's very subtle, others don't seem to notice it. And the ones that do, in this case, the other woman of the situation in in their party, she's just so used to it that it's not even something worth really talking about or getting worked up about. But yet the dungeon master here, it sounds like he has no idea what this guy is talking about. I think a lot of times people don't consider what it feels like to be in someone else's shoes because you've been living in your shoes your entire life. And this could be applied to any person in any situation ever. But when it comes to this specific situation with women, there was actually a top response that says, I've gotten a taste of that from work. I'm a male, but my name could be easily mistaken for a woman's name. There's a definite difference in emails that I get from people who assume that I'm a woman versus those that know who I am. Or outside of the case of women, an interesting example that was brought up a bit later on was about sounding non-American while you're in America. Someone said that they watch a documentary about the discrimination of Italian Americans back in the day. And in order to get a decent job at all, a lot of Italian Americans would Americanize their last name so prospective employers wouldn't reject them out of hand. This whole situation is kind of a glimpse into the lives of others, but let me know if you've ever had a situation like this in your own life, and what would you do if you were in this situation? This is how my ex-boyfriend outed himself as an abuser through Dungeons & Dragons. I was raised by a very strange, crazy lady. I was told fantasy, sci-fi, comic books, basically anything not Barbies or Easy Bake was not for girls. Among a lot of worse stuff that may have something to do with why I was 18 years old dating a 26-year-old man. So the second she was out of my life, I dove headfirst into all of it and maybe got a little bit obsessive. At some point, my boyfriend at the time ended up telling me that a friend of his wanted to be a dungeon master for a short beginner campaign for new players. Obviously, I was all in, but I had no idea how to proceed. The players were me, 17 or 18 years old, my ex-boyfriend, who was 26-ish years old, and the dungeon master somewhere in his 30s, plus one other player who I did not know or remember very much of. But I do remember he played a homebrewish monk. The dungeon master worked very closely with me on my character, an elf cleric, a homebrew religion. Her name was Asha, and she was very shy, quiet, nun-like, with immense amount of devotion to her homebrew goddess. He had helped me make a low-maintenance RP character who also had very strong ties to the lore, the world, and the planned plot. It was great for my personality and honestly a very nice way to slowly wade into the waters of Dungeons & Dragons, especially role-playing. The Dungeon Master also told me in private that I was going to be something of a MacGuffin, as Asha's goddess would commune with her through dreams and visions, but I would have the final say on what to share with my party, both in-game and out of character. The basic plot was that a sect of Asha's religion was becoming a cult and warping the religion, so Asha's goddess sent her on a mission to squash the heretics. My ex-boyfriend rolled a tiefling warlock who he named after his own gamer tag. Let's call it Steven. So Asha and Monk 
monk meet up and they have the same goal. Turns out the cult has taken over the monk's temple and killed his best friend. Asha doesn't trust strangers who are not of her religion, but her goddess tells her to do the work with the monk. Okay, cool. Then we meet Seven. Asha insta-hates him. He's a warlock and she's a religious fanatic. Monk convinces Asha to let the warlock join us as he has some secret mission from his patron that at least somewhat aligns with Asha and the monk. She doesn't like it, but she trusts the monk because her goddess said she should. Seven instantly starts to hit on Asha. She's rejecting awkwardly, both in-game and out of character, but it's not too bad. It kind of makes sense that an evil warlock would get a kick out of making this goody two-shoes feel uncomfortable. We have a few fun fights, meet a playable character who Asha really likes and gets a great vibe off of, but can't convince to join us because I failed the charisma checks. She's mad, shy, and timid. As she's expressing this affection to the NPC, Seven gets mad and tries to steal from him in his own home. Asha gets mad and calls him out. I never said she was subtle. And instead of dropping the random thing he stole, Seven decides to attack the NPC. Guards get called and the dungeon master goes easy on us and instead of total party killing us, has us kicked out of the city. This is when Seven kicks it up. He begins making much harder, stronger moves on Asha and out of character and beginning to feel really uncomfortable. I'm new to role playing and also at that time I was very uncomfortable with PDA, public displays of affection, so this was not great for me. We make camp after a rough gauntlet encounter and Seven immediately says that he wants to sneak into my tent. The dungeon master pauses and asks why. My ex-boyfriend says, I'm gonna do her. The dungeon master says, um, Asha? I quietly and uncomfortably respond, Asha wouldn't do that. The dungeon master says, that's a no, Seven. So Monk, ex-boyfriend, cuts him off and says, I sneak in, man. Dungeon master takes a long pause and says, to talk to her? Ex-boyfriend says, nope to do her. The dungeon master takes a longer pause. Actually, Asha has taken a vow of celibacy. Sorry, I almost forgot. This wasn't on my backstory, but also wasn't far out of the realm of possibility. I did note on the backstory that she was somewhat prudish, so a vow of celibacy doesn't seem that much of a stretch. Ex-boyfriend says, So what? My character doesn't care about that. DM says, So you're going to force yourself on her. Ex-boyfriend says, If I have to. He is literally grinning as he says this. Monk looks disgusted and shocked. DM just looks confused. I'm starting to feel myself shake and go into a panic attack. I can't say anything. I'm just focused on trying to breathe. DM says, I'm not allowing that. Seven doesn't do that. Just no. He pauses for a long time, takes off his glasses and rubs his face. Then he sighs and says, you know what guys, I've got a headache. Let's end this session early. As we pack up, DM says he has a new dream for Asha and it's the norm for us to discuss those in private away from Monk and the ex-boyfriend. So we move to a different room. DM gives me his wife's cell phone number and says to please call her if I ever feel unsafe. He tells me I have lots of friends who care about me and I don't have to put up with anyone mistreating me. When we get in the car, my ex-boyfriend starts ranting about Monk, saying that when they were alone, Monk made a comment about how gross he had been and that ex-boyfriend had said his character was just as entitled to Asha's body as he was to mine. The dungeon master never invited us to another session, though him and his wife did call me a few times to check on me. Some 
something that sent my ex-boyfriend into rages. Looking back on it, I can see that this game was the first time anyone had to put words to what was happening in real time to me. And hearing it from an older man really began to fit pieces together in my head about how unhealthy that relationship was. Yes, the things he tried to do to my character were similar to things he did to me. It took a Dungeons and Dragons campaign to make me and his friends realize how nasty he actually was. This was six or seven years ago, but I've been thinking about this lately because a friend of mine has encouraged me to try out Dungeons and Dragons again, this time with him as a dungeon master and a male character inspired by a cross of Dick Grayson and a character from the Feist novels. Hopefully, second time is the charm. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This story is just sad. I mean, at least there's a silver lining that it sounds like she got out of this whole relationship a long time ago. And on top of that, she was in a situation where she was able to have someone that seemed like they cared about her, even if they didn't know her super well, which was the dungeon master. And not only that, the dungeon master not only reached out to say to call him if she ever needed him, presumably even more comfortable for her by saying, hey, why don't you call my wife? Here's my wife's number. So that way she didn't have to feel like she was going from the pot to the frying pan. I think that was very smart the way that the dungeon master did it subtly and safely. And not only that, but both him and his wife actually called to check in on her, it sounds like, from time to time after that point. Somebody noticed that a lot of these RPG horror stories have made me realize that my partner is a horrible monster. And I wonder why that is the case. I mean, maybe it's because rather than role playing, some people are just revealing what they really feel or what they really want to say. I'm not really sure. Let me know what you think down below in the comments. And also, what would you do if you were in this situation? My girlfriend couldn't catch a break at the local game store. So I managed to get my girlfriend into Dungeons and Dragons last summer after playing a few games of friends. To play more, we checked out two different game stores. Both times, random men would make her super uncomfortable. The first time it happened, she was just checking out the store with me before I sat down to play. She had a time constraint. As I was saying goodbye, when one of the men spoke up and said to her, I bet you don't even want to play. Play. You just want to go do girl stuff. 
The rest of the table laughed, and it was totally uncalled for since she did want to play. We both ended up leaving shortly after. The next time we were in a different game shop, waiting to play, just sitting at the table. A really quiet guy had been listening to her and I decide what snacks to buy, and the guy says, Well, would you rather have pleasure in your mouth or in your stomach? I immediately say, Take it easy, dude. You're over the line. Needless to say, I end up becoming a dungeon master myself, so things worked out in the end. But please, show respect to your fellow gamers at the game store. This is strange because you would think that people would want other people to want to play their games or to at least feel welcome to playing their games. I mean, if you're playing something, theoretically, you would want as many other people to play that thing, especially if it's at a game store so that it doesn't die at the game store. If you guys have ever played a game store before, usually if a particular game is not popular enough, they'll stop having events for it. They'll stop selling stuff for it. They'll stop having a community based around it. So anything to pull away from that seems like a very counterintuitive way to go. And I'm guessing that these guys are just not thinking that far ahead. They're just saying weird stuff because they're not socially calibrated to a normal environment with a girl, I guess. Maybe it's just been so long since they've seen a girl, they don't know how to act. So they say weird stuff like this, which unfortunately ends up making the girl very uncomfortable. And this doesn't only apply to girls or one gender or the other. This is for anyone who's uncomfortable for any reason because you're saying things that would make them feel like that. Someone said, in my experience, open groups like the sessions played at game stores also attract people who might be too socially inept to be accepted by closed groups. It's always a gamble. That's an interesting point that somebody else wanted to follow up on by saying this right here. Game shops smell like onions because some dungeon master got tired of his pad smelling like onions. The local shop dweller who complains about the lack of women probably lost his seat at a private game because he made other players uncomfortable. Shops are resupply spots for me and nothing more. I've had better luck filling my table with people I LARP with since I can vet them way in advance. So anyways, don't be like these guys. Just be cool. But let me know what you would do if you were in this situation or if you ever have been. What did you do?